I'm working remote today, boys, so just bear with me. Where are you? What, what, what part of the world? I'm in New Mexico. Oh, that's right. You said you were in New Mexico, not old Mexico. You're on a family vacation? Yes. Are you at a place that you rented or are you at a place that's family? Family. My mother-in-law lives in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh, that's pretty there. Is it like hot? It is uh, is abnormally hot this morning. Ugh, I'm jealous. The snow is melting. There's snow. What what what's going on? I thought it's Mexico. No. New Mexico's got the weirdest weather. Like it's, it snows at night, then you could like lay in the beach in the daytime. Yeah, because it's a desert. Maybe. Maybe maybe. Yeah. Are we ready to go? Are we kicking this off? All right. Ready? Would you like to do the intro, Andrew, for the 30th episode, second anniversary? Celebrating two things. Y'all can hear me just fine. Yeah. Everything's good. Are you on dial-up? Yes. Uh, I think I'm, my wife set it up. I think it's a hotspot, uh, whatever that is. Oh, it's your phone. Yeah, so that means we're going to probably go to about 40 minutes before you just disappear. Well, you can always drop the, if you, if you drop your video right now, is it better? Like, still stay. I have. What do I do that? How do I do that? Just press the video <laughs> button, the camera button on Skype. Button. Oh, that's kind of weird, isn't it? The whole point of Skype, I can see you. Yeah, but how about now? Yeah, it's like probably better. It could be the same because we don't know if he's delayed. We can't see his lips. Yeah, moving. I know. How about now? Am it I doesn't moving matter. now? It's all good. <laughs> no one can see. You could just put it back until it's like an issue. Yeah. You say and something then, and I'll say something directly after it. As soon as you finish. Go. I hate you. I hate you. Yeah, it's not bad. That's what again. Was it a was it a delay though? Do it again. You say I'll repeat whatever you say immediately when you finish. Go. Go. He had to think. It's like a one it's like a one second. Anvil. Anvil. Yeah, it's it's not that bad. Anvil. Anvil. Anvil, anvil. Anvil, anvil. Anvil, anvil. Anvil, anvil. That's pretty good. Sounds about right. Ooh. Turn the camera on. Yeah, all right. Ooh, that's all pretty right. good. Sounds about right. All right, let's go. Turn the camera on. Yeah, turn it on. Do what you got to okay. do. All right, five minutes in. Wahido, one Okay, guys, today, let's talk about this. When you're doing anything in your shop, building, creating, whatever you're doing, do you seek out the best materials that you can find? And Jimmy, I can answer this for you. You just get whatever's available. <laughs> no. <laughs> or do you go and try to find the best of the best and and put effort into getting things like Going to Home Depot and Lowe's doesn't count as like seeking the best materials, okay? Yeah, no, going to Home Depot for materials is like, it's just, is when your client is squeezing you and you're like, that's it. I'm, you dare me, that's it. I'm going to Home Depot. You push me to the edge, I'm getting plywood at Home Depot. <laughs> I got, that's, that's, that's when like, I go there. Yeah, it depends on the work and the budget. Otherwise, we order all plywood from Conply. Connecticut Plywood is like a northeast spot up here. They've been really good. <clears throat> they sent us plywood that like uh, 
four months ago it was like 35 bucks a sheet. Now it's 60 bucks a sheet. But I started making those push sticks out of it. Yeah. It's like 11 ply, half inch thick Baltic birch, which is really good plywood. And it's really, it's, it's not, I don't think it's genuine Baltic birch, like from, you know, from the Baltic Sea, wherever the hell it's from. But yeah. it's like, uh, it's good quality. And we made the push sticks, the initial batch out of leftovers from the trailer wood. And I used it all up. And I told my guys at the website, only sell 100. And so then like two weeks goes by. I'm like, how are we doing on the push sticks? They're like, yeah, we sold 175. I'm like, I told you only sell 100. And they're like, <laughs> and they're like, you didn't even hear me. He just goes, make 200 more. I was like, okay. Oh, so, okay. We ordered, <laughs> so we had to order the same Baltic birch, which was great. But now it's 60 bucks a sheet, but we got profit in there. So we'd like to take a moment now to thank one of our sponsors, Conwood. Conwood Plywood. <laughs> They're going to be mad that you said their name wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it was intentional. Are you drinking hand sanitizer? Yes. He's never yeah. stopped. Don't you, dude, I've actually heard of alcoholics drinking hand sanitizer just to get the alcohol out of it. Of course. I, it's, it's, it's poison, though. Well, they put poison in it. They put it in the distillery process so people don't drink it, but... People uh, go for it anyway. That, a lot of people were dying during Prohibition because they were drinking, you know, utility alcohols and not necessarily. Yeah, it's you know, not. It's not the alcohols. same. It's not drinkable. It's not the same. You will. You will die. It is poison. But yes, I, I don't doubt someone has tried to do that. It's like those Listerine people that drink it for the alcohol. Yeah, like you can't. You can't just get alcohol. You can't just like leave an apple out to ferment in a bag for five days. Like you got to drink the listery. Oh, anyways. So not, besides all that, guys, I know it's the, it's the, this is like, this will be our last show of 2020. Did you guys want to talk about reflecting on 2020? Is there anything you guys had in mind to talk about? How did the pandemic treat you personally? Would you like to know? I could reflect, but I would rather talk about, Pixie sticks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what about pixie sticks? Then let's just—I want to know. Have you had the pixie sticks that are the pink ones? Like the, you're talking the candy. Yeah. The Japanese food. Yeah. No, they're good. Candy. The candy. No, not not the pink. I've never had the pink ones, Andrew. Oh, well, you haven't lived Is life that, yet. I thought you oh, don't eat sugar. I don't, but I remember them as a child. Being amazing. What are they like? Pink. Oh, pixie sticks is like is like the, the sleeve full of sugar. That thing. Yeah, it's a layer straw filled with sugar, and then you open one end and pour oh. it in your mouth. You had to cut it open. It was a plastic thing. You had to cut it open. It was stapled with a steel staple, not even stainless steel, not food grade. It's like a steel <laughs> staple. If you lived anywhere near the ocean, it was rusted because of the salt water. And then you just cut that off and drink it. And you're like spasmanian devil for like two hours. Your parents hate you. They want to get rid of you and sell you. Oh, God. Do they still, do they still sell that and dip, dip stick? Remember the dip stick? Fun dip. Yes. Fun dip. You're thinking about fun dip where they have the hard candy and you dip it in there? Yeah. That shit was good. <laughs> yeah. I used, to, I used to do that and sprinkle it in my eyeballs. <laughs> That's good. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, it was skeeved when somebody wanted to share and like trade flavors. And I was like, get back. You spit all over the edge of the bag. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's gross. Yeah, that's At my, my school, I remember 
uh, the Mexican kids would always bring their Mexican candy and like sell it to everybody else. Because <laughs> it was so it was so different because it was like sweet and salty and spicy. It was like wow. super weird, but for like a a, a kid. What exactly like, is the Mexican candy? Yeah. I forget. Um, I remember like kind of a powder. There was a powder, oh, almost really? like a fun dip. Oh, yeah. A powder. Is it co- cocaine? It was a white powder. I don't know what kind of school you went to, son, but at my school. Very, very fine. No, it was like a mix of sugar, salt, and pepper. And then you would like dip <laughs> some stick in it. It was so weird, but so good. Is this the Canadian uh, Mexican thing? These are the Canadian Mexicans, yes. The Canadian Mexicans. Yeah. Are those just Americans? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> these are they. They walked all the way through America, <laughs> and then we're like, was "Nah." There was nobody sitting in long chairs with guns to stop them. By the yeah, time they, they, were, were, they were like, "Nah, let's just keep going." <laughs> I like that's snow, funny. but anyways, yeah, that's that just reminded me of that, which is odd. But anyways, Andrew, I want to discuss the Keyway Maker machine. Oh yeah, the Burr. The Burr King, not Burr King, but Burr Keyway machine. Yes, that was incredibly. Yeah. How did you even get that? I don't think we've discussed. This is the one that does the swirly keyway inside, or is that a different one? Yeah, no, that's not a swirly. It just cuts the keyway shaft on the shaft. Sorry, it's like a portable hand cranked keyway on a round shaft cutter. When did you show this? Because I'm going to go look at your Instagram just right now. A few days ago. Yeah. So I remember he found it and wanted it. Did someone contact you and be like, yes? No, I I had already, I found that one and it was already in route to me. And I knew it was missing the handles, the crank handles, you know? So my objective in, in requesting if anyone had one was to find out if they were good, if they had extra parts, da, 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 you know, see if I could find some more. Um, handles that were I guess. Is, that, is that this thing? Yes. Yes, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. That's Burr. incredibly interesting. Oh, is a, wow. That must have been like, where are you? Like in the field, you need to cut a key for something? It's it's odd that this exists. I don't know how many shafts would be out in the field per se, but if there was one in the field, yes, I would I would say that you could carry it. Listen, yeah, I it seems odd that it's portable. I have literature that, like, the Boss Novelty Power Hammer, which is like an, it's an 88-pound ram, the thing probably weighs 2,000 pounds, is a portable power hammer. <laughs> and I'm like, well, like, so who's carrying How? It? Yeah, yeah, because three guys. There's, there's not one singular piece on that power hammer that you could just pick up and go gallivanting across the land with. Yeah, you know, it's not on wheels. No, you'd need a like the Budweiser Clydesdale horses to pull it in a in a heavy yeah, wagon. Yeah, that's very odd. Is it? Yeah, that's does it look any different? You would, be, you would bring it to like a like an oil rig to be able to set up an old version of an oil rig to, on location. I, I've followed that. Like, bring it to an oil rig to, to, so you could build a vintage version of an oil rig. Is that? Yeah. What <laughs> you got to start somewhere, guys. You got to yeah. start somewhere. Yeah. No, but I think no I'm glad excited. you found that. Sure. Yeah. That's very odd. Have you used it though? I want to I want to see. 
that shaft that okay so I, I, that shaft that's in there is 4140 and right. it's like three inches in diameter and that was the yes. only thing I, I i didn't have any other like so, sm- smaller shafts or any ones that i wanted to cut you know to right. put in there right so i had like some tube and i was like i could do it with tube but I, then i was like yes i'm not doing it with tube because every tom dick and harry swanson out there would be writing me a text saying that does not for a tube yes who puts shaft on a tube you should just do it. Start putting keyways yes. in tubes, in pipes. Yeah. But yeah. it'd be good to just, it'd be fun to see. I want to see the forces involved and how exactly, like a hand does crank. It, do you want me does to send it, do it, a, it Does it make a groove? Does it cut a groove with like a, with a, with like a rotational cutting head or does it drag a groove and cut like a planer? It's, a, it, it's cutting and retracting at the same time. So as you spin it, it's cutting that, that keyway shaft. It's a circular cutter. Yeah, rotary. Right. And then it's also moving back on those rails. It's really so it's, interesting. It's the cut. And the feed rate, like you could adjust all that stuff, I'm assuming? The, uh, I don't know if you can adjust the feed rate. I don't I don't know. Like how does it not take a bigger bite? No, it's just I don't a, even, a, I don't a, even, it's a, such a, an odd. What what year is that? Oh, okay. So that's that's one of the best years for that model. Yeah, no, I think on the literature it said it was from the twenties or thirties. Like what was going on? So sad all these people are dead. No, that's I take, the... we gotta take just a... hang on, Andrew. Yeah. Now is there now look at the line on the website, right? Look at the line where your voice is bouncing. Now is there is there like a a a the 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 thing that looks like a gear in the upper right corner, right? Hold on. Click on that. Because he keeps eating the microphone and his voice is yes. in so. Oh, he's not like limiting. He's not on the microphone. So. Right, I got the gear. And what now you I click on it. Does it say? Does it say you're on the Yeti microphone? It's not letting me select the gear. You can't select it while it's in recording, Jimmy. Are you sure? I did it while we were talking. Yeah, but you're the controller. Oh, okay. All right, fuck it then. We'll just keep going. Never mind. Sorry I stopped this. Time in. You could pause it if you want. No, fuck it. Just keep talking. Whatever. It's the only episode we ever made with shitty audio. It'll be fine. Everybody will be totally okay with it. Oh, yeah. No one will hear it. No one will notice. Okay, time. Is, am I back away from the microphone? Is that better? No, well, the, the thing is, is you're on the computer audio, but fuck it. It doesn't matter. Oh, I'm on the computer audio. So it doesn't matter where your head is. <laughs> so if I turn this Yeti microphone off, it's off all the way? You can't hear me? Is Did it off? Turn it off? Yeah, so now that was the Yeti microphone. Now I turn the you volume back on on the Yeti microphone. So you're wrong, bitch. No, actually, nothing changed. <laughs> nothing changed. <laughs> You're on the computer. You're on the computer microphone. Don't worry about it. Okay, watch this. I'm going to turn this off. Ready? It's off now, motherfucker. <laughs> we can't even hear him. <laughs> we can't even hear him. That's so funny. That's the whole point. I turned the volume off. No, press mute on. on... <laughs> okay, now talk. It's on mute, bitch. 
There you go. <laughs> we can still hear him. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Don't worry about it. Just, we can just keep moving forward. It doesn't matter. It's mute, bitch. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I can yes, call it very this. sexual. Take that. Put that aside. Thank you. Yes, so much. exactly. <laughs> Great job. How about now? Is that better, fellas? It is a little bit better, yeah. You're talking into the computer now. Now you can put your mouth over the computer screen. Oh, good. Hello, and welcome to Movie Phone, your voice automated guide for December. You remember that? Are, are you okay? When was the Listen. last time you used Movie Phone? Like in 1997. Listen. Yeah, at, suppose you're right. When you derailed us, we, we had a, a good thing going there, so get us back. Eric, what were you saying about the QA cutter? Ah! Eric, do you want me to send it to you? Well, always send me everything, please. Thank you. No, I wonder, I'm assuming there were a, a bunch of different cutters. Are these cutters like impossible to find and unique to the machine, or are they standard they, cutters? I think they're probably pretty standard. The, uh, the guy thinks he has the cutters, and he's going to look, through, look for them. But okay. it only had that one in it, and it's not sharp either. So it was huge. Really cool. Yeah, I, I would like to touch that. Um, you can. Did you it's see fine. that 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 Napier bandsaw, metal cutting bandsaw? Yes. What year was that? Okay, that's the first metal cutting bandsaw ever. So what is that? Nineteen? Not a not a hacksaw. Oh, dude, I, I I had to look into it. I forget now, but it's like possibly late eighteen hundreds, early. 1900s and it's you so can tell by the styling it just it looks like it's, it's it looks crazy. like it was made for queen elizabeth with all the extra ornamentation on it yeah was the arm that goes around cast or was that bent pipe no it's it cast it was cast okay yeah that piece is unbelievable yes and someone contacted me that they work at that museum where i sent you those photos yeah uh and they're working on Another one, but that main arm, they have all the parts, but that main arm is broken and they want it recast or fixed or something like that. And I was like, oh, really? Yeah. This is of interest to me. Um, I like it. Tell, tell everybody how it has absolutely no guard on it. It looks like an old 36-inch style bandsaw. from Literally. The 20s. Literally. Literally. That metal guard that you would lift up to put on a metal chopping bandsaw isn't even on the back of the, the wheels or the front of the wheels. It's like entirely, entirely open on every possible way. It's actually almost purposely designed to be as open as humanly possible. Yeah. It's like if you turned a bicycle, a child's bicycle, into a chopping bandsaw. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, it's, basically. It's, it, the thing is super awesome. I know. I would love to. I'd love to see that in person. Maybe you should go. Uh, where did you look up where that museum was? I sent you some link to it, but you should go there and touch it. Is it in Texas? Um, maybe. I don't remember. No. I can already answer. It's not. I'm gonna guess northeast, as most sexy machinery is located in. Do y'all get shadow banned on Instagram and uh, YouTube and all that ever? Did I what? Why have you? I'm just curious how that works. I heard somebody talking about that the other day and made me wonder, like, how that you works. You listen to Rogan and, again? 
What was the question? I missed it. I do listen to Joe Rogan, yeah. Yeah. Shadow band. He wants to know if he's gonna get shadow band. Shadow band. No, not me. I mean, why would I get shadow band? For what? For being normal? Oh, you just said do have we ever either heard of it or has it happened to us? It's never happened to me. I don't get controversial. Uh I don't I don't think I've been shadow banned. I think the only reason they would shadow ban me would be because I was selling something. Why do you feel like you may have been shadow banned for dancing, perhaps? No, not the dancing. I think the dancing's good. It goes on like TikTok and stuff. Oh, okay. But it, Instagram's not making any money, <laughs> any money off of me, right? But I make money off of their platform. Well, a lot of people do sell stuff, and I haven't. I, I know Zach, for instance, Zach Herbert Bolts is always selling stuff, and it seems I haven't heard anything negative, but I also haven't really sought out. But a lot of guys do offer stuff up for sale. You know, the last person to make an offer by six o'clock gets that price or whatever. Yeah, you know? a lot are, of guys are, do like a like a live auction in a way. Are you not allowed to do that? Seems like that would be a no no. But I mean, a lot of guys get away with it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like I've been following that Beverly Hills Car Club, still waiting for them to, to call me back on my car that I want, and they don't. They shadow ban me, but that's not Instagram shadow banning me. That's them shadow banning me. But they, they're always putting cars up for sale. You know, this beautiful new car is in, you know. Whether they put a price on it or not doesn't. They did a credit check yeah. on you. The reason why they haven't called you back. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. They definitely, they faded on me. I don't know why. I guess they don't want to sell their car. Either that or it's still in the back corner and they don't want to move all those cars for it. That link that you sent the other day for that the Haggerty uh, barn find was pretty amazing. Oh, wasn't that incredible? Wow. This crazy yeah. old dude's got just some, like, hundreds of cars. He's got like, over 100 cars in his collection. And what's Ugh. sad is like they're all in good shape, undercover in the South, but they, they're all like, if you notice how many of them had flat tires, I mean, that's like, oh, yeah. so depressing. Oh, well. All low mileage cars. Like he had a Corvette with 11 miles on it from the 80s. How do you even. Like what? What's the point of even owning it? Buy it and take it home and leave it in the car in the barn. Drive in the it in your garage and just be like, "All right, that was good." Yeah. Well, I have a whole I have a whole bevy of cars at this point, and it's the same thing. I have to make sure that they run. It's it's almost like an OCD. It's and then I also now I'm kind of making certain little promises to myself. I'm not going to buy another thing until I get rid of one because I'm kind yeah, of at right. maximum capacity. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, you're not. No, you're not. Just think about all the trucks at Smiley's place. You're not at maximum capacity. You got lots of acreage. Yeah. No, well, you know what it is? I just did this restoration on this little uh, – I put restoration in quotes because there are a lot of guys that are like, this isn't a restoration. This is a hack job. Some guy goes, this is a less than – this is a less than uh, – uh, he just basically said this is a shitty restoration. And I wrote, of course <laughs> it is. Did you pay for a lesson? Like, fuck off. I'm doing what I want to my truck. That was like the whole hesitation whether we're sharing that video or not. But the the point I'm I'm bringing up is that you know I'm I'm getting past the threshold of of tolerance. Like I see like cutting out the rockers and I'm like, oh my god, that's such a nightmare, pain in the ass. I'll never want to do that. And now that I've done it, I'm like, oh, that wasn't so bad. So now when I go to Smiley's and I see just the cab of like a honcho or oh, the cab of like a, a Willie's pickup truck, and I'm like, oh, well, I could take that and bolt that to a frame because it's not yeah. so bad. You know. Then the, the next the next uh, tolerance or pain threshold is wiring and electric. You know, that's the type of thing where you think to yourself, oh, fuck, unless I know somebody, I'm not going to be able to figure that shit out. Yeah. And, you know. So wiring is always like, kind of a pain in the butt. These, like, pain thresholds is, you know, once you get past these certain pain thresholds and then 
getting deeper and deeper into a restoration, like being able to bang the bearings out on a, uh, you know, a Delta bandsaw, I would have been like, fuck it. You know, the classic story is, is Eric is in there like, oh, I have these in my socks. I brought them in my, I smuggled yeah. them into the United States in my socks. The, the extra bearings. I'm like, wait, we're taking the bearings out? You're like, of course we are. We're doing a restoration. And I'm like, we're doing a hacks duration. We're not doing a restoration. <laughs> it takes like five seconds. <laughs> you didn't want to push the bearings behind you. They're like the size of a quarter. Like, they're not. I know. I'm just joking around. No, but the idea is like, like the the you know the older I get and the, the more the more you challenge yourselves. Like Eric, I'm I'm very I'm very I'm going to tell you I'm very very nervous. I'm very nervous. You're going to take that beautiful level and turn it into a puddle of cast iron. Oh, did what you did you did you see what, what I did today? I didn't see it. You didn't see what I did today? Did you do it? I, I smashed this into pieces and welded it and planed it with the metal planer. Oh, wow. Wait, what is it? With the cast iron rod. Wait, what is it? What are you holding up? I can't see. Oh, oh this, is a, purposely. I, uh, this was a broken piece of the washing machine. Oh, so you broke it purposely to, to repair it. I broke this off and then welded it and then planed it with the... Oh. Uh, yeah, it, it was good. It's good. It was I very think nice. you could add a you think you could add a corner to those to that level, that beautiful ornate level? Yes, this is this is my little practice. And I think okay. it's possible. Uh, the only issues I went into uh, are the, the cat you can see maybe a bump here, I don't know. But the uh, bump is where the metal planer bit wasn't sharp enough to cut through the newly hardened cast iron right. uh, that was put in there. So uh, if you go really, really light on the passes, uh, I changed it up after that with the metal planer, and it cuts right through it. So it's it's going to be done. It shall be done. Uh, so, up your stories. Did you hook oh, it up with uh, pulleys? No, I just because it has hand crank mode. Oh, you're hand cranking it. Wow. I'm literally, and it's actually very, very easy. I thought. Based on how quickly the table moves and how little you have to move the hand crank to get to that level of table movement, I thought it'd be tough to do, but it's actually really nice. Wow, uh, and cool. way, way too much fun. Like, I should be using oh, this wow. forever. So you haven't welded the level yet. You're just practicing. Yes, just practicing massively. Uh, and then I did do that I did try that idea of chucking up a piece of high-speed steel in the bridge port and locking the spindle and moving the the axis back and forth as act like a planer. I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking at that now. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm watching. And that actually worked too, honestly. Yeah. Um, light passes, the, yeah. The super duper light passes, like ridiculous joke level. Oh, uh, can you can we talk for a second about how fucking annoying it is to buy uh uh, hold down kits and they never fit in the T slots. They, they never fit in the T slots. Well, wait a minute. Do you get the right size T slots for your things? No, you probably just order like, oh, I just get it. They're always a hundred thousands too fat. Maybe it's because they weren't made in the USA. Yeah, they're not like nice McMaster car T slots. Maybe because they were. It's too much grease and shit built up underneath your... Yes, your, like those, the ones I have fit on the Bridgeport that they don't even remotely fit in the 1880s planer. So right. that's probably just a design age situation. Oh, wow. 
but uh, yeah, it was it was fairly successful. The cast iron. So to explain to the listeners, I am welding cast iron with a solid cast iron rod that was cast in a at about a quarter inch round rod, and I'm literally melting the cast iron into the cast iron like I would be with torch welding or brazing, uh, and it. It worked. I am amazed. And it also worked in a spot that was not grounded or sorry, not ground out or V'd out or anything. I just laid on the flux and see, and went to see how deep it would actually flow into the crack. Uh, and it actually got enough that when I was planing it down and I took off maybe about a millimeter, like it still didn't show the crack. So I'm I'm impressed with that. Yeah. But, uh, now what is that? What, now is does one melt at a different temperature than the other? Like that's why I'm afraid you're going to just like make a puddle. No. Okay. Time out. Very time close out. to the same. Time out. Time out. Time yes, out. we're timing out. Eric. Yes. Go in. Go get that stupid ass vice off of that planer right now. <laughs> <laughs> My Don't take it off! Three, three inch vice to my planer. I had no other solution for like a quick test. Oh my God, that's so nauseating. So I think I can. Yeah, I think I can. Uh, have you seen like an original metal planer, Chuck? Yeah, like I've got a circular. It. On mine, hello. You have a circular Chuck. Yeah. With threaded bolts that go like. Uh, uh, Cross it. It's really weird. Minor um, Z shape. Ooh. So I, I might. I think you could make one with a swivel base of a vice, because um, that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like a swivel base of a vice, and then kind of a flat piece of steel. Whatever and then you have three to do to get that vice that off there, it against it. Do it. <laughs> Right away. I know. Obviously, for for when I film it, it's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna we'll just leave it to piss off. I sent it straight to a bomb, and he's like, "No." Did you paint it pink to make sure everyone could see that the vice was there? That's the vice I use for like painting small small parts. Oh, I'll, like hold them on a wooden dowel and clamp yeah. them in the vice. But anyways, uh, it it actually worked fairly well. I was. Okay, Very Eric, look, Very at, happy. look at Jimmy's, the way Jimmy's facing. Look at his microphone and the, the protrusion, the very phallic protrusion at the bottom. <laughs> yes. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what even What even is that? Like a stick? It, is, it looks like a cock. What, uh, this? This is the Yeti microphone. Oh, oh it's in the back. It's There's like a, a very phallic Oh, that is the uh, that is the back of my other office chair. I have two office chairs. Uh, it's left of the hanger. That? Left no, of the hanger. More, more. Underneath yeah, right the tan backpack. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a it's a it's a what do you call it? It's a. Uh, well, I'll show you two things. It is a tripod. It's a tripod bag, and then oh, it's my five dollar Black Raven axe, which Roy wanted, and I decided I'm going to keep it. <laughs> you're smart you're smart because it's worth a lot more than that no Roy said he would he would restore it for me then after we talked I talked with Roy and Chris I thought for a minute you know what that would make a good video so I'm going to save it for a restoration video you know what would make a good video is making your own by fiber laser etching 
into another double bit X, Whoa, the Black right. Raven logo. Oh, like a Whoa. phony Black Raven? That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's or not sketchy a, at all. That's not or make it, uh, make it Rat Deresta instead of Black Raven. <laughs> right. Rat this was this was this was in a dried out bucket of water. Like the, you know, like can you see those at like a garage sale or a flea market where the bucket had been filled with water? Oh yeah. And and like it's all rusty and orange, everything in it from like a level line down. This mm. was in there. Anyway, mm. I paid like two or three bucks for it. And as I was walking home with it, I'm like, oh my god, I think it's a black raven. It was just like the beginning of a movie. Jimmy, could you please just do a, just give us a little bit more about a a dried out bucket of water concept? <laughs> so now I'm telling you, this is in upstate New York where it's very damp and wet all the time and rusty and snow fills up buckets. Out. Like, like, for instance, my blacksmith shop doesn't have walls on it, so some things get rusty. And yeah. you go to the flea market up here. You guys have both been to this flea market. And you have buckets that they – they take, and before they put them out of their truck, they, like, dump the water out of them before they put them in their truck, I suppose. And then when you get to the flea market, everything from, like, 13 inches down is bright orange rusty. Yeah. And I'm telling you, like, some dirt bags that are just, like, clean-out guys, they take all the buckets that they, you know, they might do a clean-out, and then they leave it yeah. all in their truck. And then before they put it out of the flea market, they just poke a hole in the bottom of the bucket, and then everything's bright orange. And this was in a bucket that was bright orange. There was a stain up the, the neck that was bright orange. Like halfway, like right up to about yeah, there. Yeah, so it's like a nice fresh rust. Yeah, and everything is fuzzy orange. And I got it, and the logo was so fuzzied out and orange, I didn't know what it was, so I was walking away rubbing it. I, I just thought if- I paid two bucks for a double-bit axe. I really didn't know it was a raven. Yeah, that's a well-done purchase. I wonder if there's a level of science that could be done to, like, date rust. Oh, for sure. Oh, in, in the sense of, like, how accurate could you get just put on for a thumbnail or that if it was really real rust yeah like how quickly is that change made from bright orange to more of like a you know a deep maroon or whatever it is that could be your next uh project make a that's that's my next scientific inquiry i wonder i really wonder what makes it so bright orange and why does it stop being bright orange after a certain period of time and what is rust it's just iron oxide. Because now I'm playing with that truck. There's like little bits and pieces of rust in the paint on the nose of the hood, for instance. And as I dig into it, it goes all the way through. It just looks like a black spot, almost right. like skin cancer. And then when I hit it with a wire brush, it just keeps – until it turns into actual metal around it and all the brown and black is gone. Yes. Now I'm like, I got a pinhole through the hood. It goes that yeah. deep. That's how it is. And why is it just in one tiny little spot? Is it is it an anomaly in the sheet metal that was made to create the truck? It could be. There could have been some sort of uh, impurity. Like, and like impurity, the- yes. And, and even with pitting, like pitting usually happens when there's something that causes the pitting to begin, like a, a physical object or a chemical object, and then you can never ever get that out of the steel and then it just continually produces oxidation with uh, the air forever and ever and that's why like just even painting over pitting doesn't do anything like you have to grind you have to remove the area where the pitting is you have to like just make it go away and hope that the actual thing causing the pitting isn't even deeper in the steel Uh, but 
blocking that with paint d- does help obviously reduce the exposure to oxidation. It's just something in there is causing uh, problems and reacting not the way you want. Uh, and it just grows forever. And sometimes it's so slow, it doesn't matter. You know, with your truck, maybe that was there from the factory and it took 30, 40 years for it to be an issue. It is on the nose of the truck, though, so it does seem like, you know, if I was being a detective, all the, yeah. it's all on the very nose of the truck, like in the, the nose water. of the hood, not on the surface of the hood. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to... It's funny when I'm doing this so-called restoration, I'm having to decide where I want to stop. It's like I, it, the truck is conveniently rusted right up to where it's not super complicated to repair it. Nice. Like all the body mounts are still strong. You know, if it was up rusted up past the body mounts, yeah, I might even consider it a completely different candidate. But the idea of pulling the, the body off of the Yes, the frame is is horrifying. For me, with with cars and vehicles, the old ones, I just want them to be hundred percent mechanically sound, right? Brakes, all that, and then the cosmetics of it can come later. Yeah, you just don't want to die. I pulled up next to a guy at at Lowe's the other day, and uh, because I had to buy shitty plywood for a client that was being annoying, so I pulled up next to this pickup truck. And the entire, it was like a late model. It was like a Dodge Ram, maybe, I don't know, 2010. Oh, great. And the whole entire bed, like he had bungee cords keeping the walls level to some extent level. Yeah. It had so much rust. It was like the rot rot was completely like as if somebody threw sulfuric acid all over the bed. (laughs) It was so much rust. It's like some guy was ratchet strapping his trailer to his hips. <laughs> so much rust, and like, so much it, rust. like if this guy got side, if this guy got T-bones, his car would like uh, completely turn into a pile of dust. <laughs> it just, it just evaporates and blows away in the wind. There would be a frame, a bent frame. At the, that's all there would be. I was so, just amazed at how what level like craftspeople and like construction guys would tolerate. To like what level? Like, like the minute my car would get like a little rusty pinhole in it, I'd be like, I got to buy a brand new car. You know, I'm talking about yeah. my new cars, not yeah. talking about like you know an old beat up truck. Yeah. But like, I like I can't be seen with a with a late model truck with rusty, you know, rusty uh, fender wells. That's no way. I got to get yeah. it replaced. And this guy tolerated this for the last ten years, and there is like it. Not even joking. Probably thirty-five percent of the, the the entire bed is just not there. <laughs> oh my god! You can't even weld it back together. You have to glue it. And I've seen this guy a few the times. The next time I see him, the next time I see him, I am going to photograph. But I didn't think to photograph because I never thought we'd talk about it. But it, I, it is unbelievable. Yeah, I don't understand how you can safely. I, he probably, obviously, it has to do that. I'm assuming for like money reasons, but like at the at the same time, that the priority of your safety should move up on the list a little. Oh, I mean, he's going to get to a location and like one whole side of his bed's going to be gone. Like, yeah, yeah. At what point do the state troopers pull him over and go, "Come on, bro, get it together"? It's not safe anymore. You, you, gotta... you don't. You're driving a two wheeled truck now. Just the front. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a trailer. trailer. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe don't. 
But it always amazes me. This is like a homely topic. We didn't really go into this with a topic, but it amazes me. You guys all know from social media, and I told you guys personally, I bought this backhoe. And there's so many like jank-ass repairs on it. There's like the entire battery box is held on by like a rope. Like yeah, a I thought you were going like, to say it was in a grocery bag. <laughs> what? What? What do you mean? Ma- the, the battery was mounted to the tractor with a grocery bag. Oh, well, I'll tell you the honest truth is the batteries were on the floor of the cab because yeah. the battery box is not – you can't count on it from, to, from not ripping off and going under the wheel with batteries uh, in it. Yeah. You know, so like these are repairs that I'm going to make in, in due time. But And uh, all the windshields are broken out and none of the electric works. The thing was apparently uh, – it was used it, – and I it only has 1,800 miles on the odometer, 1,800 hours? Uh, hours on the odometer. Huh. Yeah, that's nothing. And, but the thing looks like it rolled down a cliff a couple times, but apparently the guy who had it, we're trying to find out more about the guy who had it. We don't know exactly who knows him, but some people uh, might have some information. We're waiting to find out. Anyway, the guy was like a tree guy. So all the damage was from like knocking trees down and pushing uh. trees over. So all the cab windows are broken and all the steps are bent. And Interesting. It looks a lot That's nicer different. than what, what you're saying on the pictures. It looks a lot nicer. So I think you're full of shit. No, 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 it's in really good shape. But I'm saying like the like the lights over the cab are bent and peeled back. We just gotta straighten oh, yeah. shit out. The, yeah. You know, it's just it's just like petty little things. And I'm just saying, like as re, as as construction repairmen, service people, like people tolerate so much shit before they're like, okay, time to fix this. Right. Right. Time, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. I had this truck now, and I'm already like, I'm buying brand new tires, I'm buying new hydro, and, and T's like, no, nah, we can fix that. We can fix that. Don't. No, no, we're gonna fix that. I'll fix that. So uh, he has it in his possession at the moment. I have joint custody of this backhoe with T, ratchet strap T. T, just so everybody knows, is the guy, yeah, that attached his trailer to his truck with ratchet straps. So he's a great person to go on a business with. Yes, this is this is the true fixer. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's a survivor. Now we were at this we were at this garage sale together. He called me. He's like, "Hey, this garage sale's got a bunch of junk here. You might like some of it." And when I pulled in, I bought right straight away. I bought oxygen acetylene tanks that were both full. With a Harris torch on it, and a couple Ooh. hoses, and so that was a hundred bucks. Which you know, in any day that would be like seven, eight hundred dollars worth of material. Yeah. And and I said to the uh, I said to the homeowner, I'm like, what about the backhoe? Actually, it was being run by a tag sale company. So I talked to the guy there, and he's like, somebody's buying it. I'm like, I'll give you. I said, I'll give you eight grand for it right now, just to see what he'd say. And he goes, no, I got to, he goes, I got to honor this guy. We already made an offer. I was like, all right. So, and then the next day he called T because T told the guy that, uh, you know, we, we expressed interest and I said to T, I'll split it with you for 10 grand. So we got it for five grand a piece. Yeah. Right. That's good. And yeah. you, you so, better use it for whatever you're going to use it for now and then, and then give it to him. No, well, he's got it now. He's got possession of it. So maybe I'll never see it again, and maybe I'll never see him again. I don't know. He probably just drove it straight to the other side of the country. He drove it the other day from my shop to his house, which is 10 miles from here. Oh, my God. Going four, four miles an hour. Why so slow? Because like I don't know. He said he had it in four-wheel drive. We stopped at the milk to get gas. He's like, it's like yeah, maximum. four-wheel drive. Did you pay for the gas? No, he did. He did. Oh, okay, good. Well, that's good. It's you know he has to buy lunch for the child. He it's in his possession. You know he's got yeah. He's got to change his diapers and do all that stuff. So anyway, I I, I was going to put new tires on it straight away, and he's like, tires are five six hundred bucks each. He's like, no 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 no. These tires got like seven eight more years in them. We just put a tube in one of them. 
He's got a guy that will unmount it, put a tube in it right there on the spot. Apparently, like, the tires are filled with some type of fluid for weight. Did you guys know this? Yeah, well, it's called water. No, really? no, some other fluid. Yeah, the tires are filled with some type of fluid. Not water, because water would rust. It's something else. No, we use water I mean, down water here. Would not rust, would, water would freeze, rather, and then you, yeah. your tires wouldn't be unbalanced. Is it like glycol, probably? Maybe. I don't know. He says he pumps it out, takes the tire off, unmounts it, puts a tube in it, puts it all back together, and fills it back up. Down here, they just I don't know. they just put a bunch of Orbeez in them, and then... Put a little water in, and then it's good. Actually, yes, that makes sense. Because when I used to drive a forklift in the summer, I remember just blowing a tire, and like a bunch of liquid came out. And uh, now that makes sense. Interesting. My tractor, my my orange tractor, is full of something. Because I remember pumping the air up with one of the tires was like I pumped the air up, and a bunch of goo came out of the hole. It's pretty gross. That's you a tractor do. you got from the guy in the cartel. Yeah, no, I got it from my, my buddy Sam found it. Yeah. The tanks, though, the acetylene tanks are a score. Oh, yeah, they're awesome. They're, they always make it a little nervous for me. So I brought him back to the house. It's funny, and we set him up, and I said to uh, Aaron, I'm like, should we set him up outside? And he goes, what difference does it make if they explode outside or inside? It's the same amount of damage. I was like, what do I do? <laughs> That's why we don't have to keep opening the door and letting the cold air in. <laughs> I was like, all right. Especially acetylene, if you lean them, if they're not upright the entire time, like the risk of explosion is massively increased if you try and well, lose one. I, I laid it down in my car. It's funny because Aaron said the same thing. Aaron said, you really shouldn't lay them down. And I had never heard that. And in all the time I've moved oxygen acetylene, I never even heard that you could lay yeah. it down or not lay them down. So I always just throw them in my truck. And so I when I went and and got new tanks just a couple of days, I, I replaced the ones for the set that I always use. And yeah. I asked the guy, I'm like, does it, is it important to lay this down or stand them up? And he said, because honestly, he goes, I never worried about it. He goes, just don't use it right away. He goes, this, when you stand it up, let it, let it acclimate. That's all you got to do. So in, in the tank, think of it as like, is like a foam sponge. Right. And when you tilt them sideways, it takes time for that to diffuse to the other end, okay. the liquid right. inside. And then when you go to raise it back up, it takes time to fully settle back down all in the bottom. And uh, when I just, cause I just had to go refill one, it was three hours, even though my drive was only like 15 minutes to go pick it up. Uh, he said to wait three hours minimum. Otherwise, whatever's coming out of there is uh, not what you want. And ah. you die. Oh, he said, so when you got home, you had to wait three hours before while it yeah. was in the upright position. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what we did with these tech. Cause one of these is like the small stout ones. It looks like it's like 20 inches in diameter and it's yes. like about five feet tall. That's the acetylene. So it was, a, it was a pain in the ass to get in the car. It was heavy. Oh, we're, losing, we're already losing, Andrew. We better start talking about something interesting. No. But I think yeah, when you talked about the torch, I think you guys should try that, that weird Detroit torch that I have. Yeah, tell us about it. It's a pistol grip oxyacetylene torch. Oh, yeah. So you, have, you used it a few months ago. Oh, it's super duper sensual. You can get really close, more control, and you can get so the amount of acetylene you use is much lower than otherwise. So you use at max four pounds of acetylene, four pounds of oxygen to, to run the torch. Thick. Oh, are you cutting? Oh, this is a torch for heating? What are we soldering now? This is like no, this is my torch for 
this is my torch for general brazing. Um, if you want to know the max, the max cutting thickness, I don't, what do you think? Like What's your guess? One sixty-four. What with this? One sixty-four. <laughs> What's this torch? You want to cut? The cutting capacity is an inch and three quarters max cutting capacity. With that hands no. torch? Hold on, hold my butt. I'm going, you say through copper? Yeah. Uh, I'm going. I'm going right to the thing. Is okay. it copper to melt? Does it have a much higher? Yeah. The welding capacity is one and three quarters. The cutting capacity is six inches. What? When welding plastic. It's when welding Delrin. No, that's what it said. Oh wait, if I go, they also have a oh. Detroit torch. 12 inch cutting capacity if you needed it, but that seems insane to me. Just send us somewhere, uh, each one in between, somewhere in between. Yes. Anyways, for me though, it's almost the opposite that I care about. So you can go, you can go down to 22 gauge steel with a torch. Oh. Yeah. I like which that. means I, which means I can braise like incredibly thin stuff together. Because uh, the flame that comes out of this, if you set it up right, and you lower it down to like one pound of acetylene, one pound of oxygen, it's like the tiniest, tiniest flame. Uh, it really is going to come in handy for this level, but just in general, it is exquisite. Yes. Yes, it was also wow. used to be called a Henrob torch. Um and I believe something else before that, it's kind of gone through a few owners, but uh, I enjoy it. It comes with a cutting attachment and even like little weird wheel guides that you can like roll around to cut more easily. Uh, so go crazy. <laughs> go crazy, my children. Check it out. It's uh, very, very exciting. Send this one. Where did you buy it at? Just go to Detroit Torch. Just type that in. I, I don't okay. know. I'll do that. And how many see. how many Christmas presents did y'all order off Amazon? Oh my god! Right. Click the box here for none. all. Oh, none for all. I haven't. I didn't. I didn't buy anything for Christmas yet. I, I, didn't well, get any, I, don't, I don't. We, Jimmy, we already there. know you spent the last eight months hand-making all your favorite people some special gift, better than Oprah ever gave her crowd. I just give people ice picks. It's only good for me. You make us all look bad. I gave a guy your ice pick the other day, and he, like, loved it. Loved it. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, dude, so you guys want to hear something funny? You guys saw that stand that I bought yesterday. I haven't really shown it yet, so by the time this comes yeah. out, maybe I haven't posted a picture yet. But I bought a, a – he said it was a table saw stand. We got it, bought it from a guy I met on Facebook Marketplace. And I, I showed up, and uh, he's very nice. He's got an incredible collection of vices. He's more of a white-collar guy that has, like, a secret fetish for vices. He's a he – okay. And he uh, he collects vices, and he has an incredible collection, and he knows a lot about it. And uh, at one point, he's like, "Oh, so what do you do?" I go, "I make videos and stuff." And and then he goes, "I goes, oh yeah, I got one of these." And he shows me a nice pick, and I'm like, "Oh, so you know about me?" He goes, "Well, I know a little bit about you." He goes, "I just I know you sell these." And I go, "Well, uh, how do you know that I sell those, and you don't know anything about me, or really, you know, yeah. not a lot?" And he goes, "Well, Andrew at Blacksmith Tools told me he held it up a couple of weeks ago and said people should go and buy these from you." So I went and bought one. I was like, "Oh, thank you very much." He goes, well, what do you do for a living? I go, I make YouTube videos. And so it was, it was interesting. <laughs> that, 
he didn't like he didn't know much about me, but he owned one of my things. And I was like, wow, that's great. That that's like when like as a product person, you know, when people are buying it because it's a product that somebody recommends as opposed to buying it because they think you know, it's like it's part of my world. So anyway, it was it was cool. It was very cool. So there's a connection. The ice picks are they're great to have. Everybody should have one. Yeah, you gotta stab. You gotta stab things. Yeah, and I, I like that both you guys always use them, so I'm saying thank you. I do. It's it's my number one it's my number one go to to uh, scrape gunk out of slotted screws. And point. You use it very well to point at uh, broken cracks and castings. I love it. Yes. Also very good at pointing. Very good. I just sent you the link for the torch. Andrew, it's also made entirely in the USA. I'm gonna get one. Order now. Order, order, order. <laughs> order now. I think what are they? They're like six hundred bucks or something for the kid. I don't know. I am actually sponsored by Harris, so I have to only go with Harris torch. Well, then, uh, too bad for you. Yeah. Have you? So. Have they seen you one of those auto shut off autopilot? Ooh. You know, versions. I want that. Well, it's funny because me and Aaron obviously have been soldering the ice picks uh, for years, just using map gas. But we were thinking about doing an oxygen acetylene setup just so we can get more heat quicker. And we obviously need a smaller torch, a little bit more of a jeweler's torch. So Aaron picked out a few different ones, and I have to go there and ask them. So I just have to forward the email with a, with a little thing. And a couple of them have an auto start. One of them has an auto start. So I don't know exactly which one. Yes. That, that but, appeals to me on, on many levels. I have, I'll tell you, so when I was a kid right out of high school, I ended up uh, buying an old beat-up Cadillac, and I bought oxygen acetylene tanks because I just didn't know much. There was no internet. I thought that's how you welded. And so I bought oxygen acetylene tanks from the local supplier, and my dad gave me a torch that was like in a shoebox of crap he bought at a flea market. And in the torch, in the kit was a torch that uh, has a little flap trigger on it. I don't know the brand. It's not written on there. It's all covered in nickel, so it's silver. And it's a little tiny. It's got a small head, two knobs at the top, two knobs at the bottom, and a thumb trigger. So when you let the thumb trigger off, the acetylene stays lit like a little tiny candle. Right. When you, when you push the flap, it goes right back to the torch. It's old and a little – it's a little beat a up. pilot light. Yeah, it pops a lot. So when you go to start it, it pops again. Once right. you get that right perfect adjustment, you could just – so you could kind of hook the torch and let it just have a little tiny pilot light. You pick it up. And you yeah. put the thumb lever, and then it pops. So Harris has a couple of versions of that. I don't know the model numbers off the top of my head because Aaron did the research. But that's that's what we're going to try and get, another one of those. The one yeah. I had was the one I did all my car repair work on early on in my in my my learning how to screw up cars career. Yeah. When I first worked in my Cadillac. Interesting. Yeah, like I really am interested in torch-related welding slash brazing tools because i end up doing that more than anything so that appeals to me yeah very it is and also we used oxyacetylene to heat treat the screwdrivers and it would have been really nice to have something where i just like put it down on the bench and it shuts off and then i can kind of reorganize the next batch to get heat treated or something uh that would have made it a little more efficient but whatever whatever it is you got to be careful when you put a torch that's still lit if you hang it on something because it'll heat up something six feet away. You know, you got to be careful. It's, oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. There's, there's right. not, it's, it's like what's in your back, what's your backdrop, you know, when you're shooting at a perpetrator? It's uh, pure, it's pure wood shavings, super thin. 
More shavings. Can we talk about your Yule log? Is that is that public now? <laughs> you log public? Yes, I posted the video. Yes. Dude, and did you lose like coffee? 30 pounds of weight during that? That was incredible. <laughs> it's just a full body workout, really. I, when yeah. you said that, I thought it was two minutes long, and I didn't realize it. And so I'm like, oh, he's going to do this for two minutes. It's going to take him two minutes to make it into a. I think you're going to shave off one thing and make a toothpick out of it. And then I took a double take, and I'm like, oh, this is two and a half hours long. <laughs> he's going to shave the entire fucking thing until it's just a toothpick. And yes. I immediately thought his joints are going to be fucking killing him. Yes. And actually, I was surprised. I thought my body would really, really hurt, and it only really hurt. That's pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. did, how many views has it got? People watching it? Mental. I don't even know now. But uh, here, let's play, let's play a quick game. Okay. Okay. Play it. What do you think, what do you think the average viewing time is? For, for that video. So some person comes across it. How many minutes do they actually want? 40, 40 minutes. What? 40 minutes. I you would watch that right? for 40. One minute, Are 25 right? seconds. Am I right? 25 seconds. This is your guess. No, one minute, uh, 25 seconds. One minute, 25 seconds. So it's currently at about seven minutes, like 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Because obviously it's incredibly repetitive shaving a log with a hand yeah. plane until it's a toothpick. Can, but can you see I'm how many amazed it's at seven minutes. Have people watched it all the way through? Yes. Yeah, so about, uh, I think it's at like 4.7% of people have watched the entire thing all the way through. <laughs> wow. Out of like the 75,000 or something that have watched it. Uh, but it's going up slowly, I guess. For some reason, maybe people are actually watching it. I, I have no idea. It's not. I, I don't even know what's mentally wrong with me, but nothing. It's nothing posted. At all. It, it's there. It's there. It's, great video. it's meant yeah, to more. It's meant to more be like a you will log fireplace style video, of course. where you just you just put it on in the background. Like I, I am not expecting anyone to sit there at for party. two and a half hours you put on it at a party. You put on it at a yes. party. and it may not be the best year to release that since there are no parties. But uh, it's there if anybody it's wants good. it. It's there. Did you tell? Did you, did you explain your little fireplace with the light in it? What is that? <laughs> I got that at an auction like two years ago, and I, I love it. I don't even know. It's a lamp. Like, I don't know why it exists, but it's a fully ceramic lamp. I feel like it should be looks shining like a fireplace. the light on a picture of you, like, cuddled up with your cat or something. Yes, that would have been nice. That would have been really nice. But it's, it's done. I only have to sharpen it once, too. I was going to say, I was hoping your forklift would pick the stove and the oven up and just like take it off camera and end the video. Yeah, if, if it could lift it, I don't even know. You're but it's done. The, the hand plane that I used, which ended up being a scrub plane for most of it, uh, was like hot to the touch. Really? Oh, yeah. From all the friction. Wow. It was just weird, and I've never, I've never done that for that long. But I'm alive. I'm okay. Please don't do it again either. I probably won't do it again. <laughs> About 30 seconds in, I'm like, no, this was a bad move. Yeah, but you just kept going. You persevered. It's nice to see you do that. 
Yes, about five minutes in, I was like, my body can't do this. I'm garbage. I'm a piece yeah. of human garbage. Yeah. Uh, but then I just kept going, and that was like some sort of hump. Uh, and then it was fine. It wasn't that bad. So that's what I did this whole th- month. <laughs> yeah. Andrew? Yeah. Yay. Is there, something you'd like to, is there something you'd like to say to the class? I could tell Andrew's like totally fainting. No, I'm good, bro. I'm just listening to your long stories. My incredible interesting All right, Andrew. Now you're in you're in New Mexico. You're I'm with in the New family. Mexico. Yes. Are you looking on Facebook Market? Are you looking in your surrounding <laughs> areas? Are you trying to find something to go home with? Always. Oh, you know I am always, dude. It's like a a, a person addicted to crack. There, you know, you got to find the drug, man. Yeah. I, I didn't I, I didn't happen to notice. Are you, did you tell people that you're in New Mexico and that you're looking for leads on picks and stuff? Do you do that? I have a network of people that I call here. Yeah, there's there's uh probably twenty or thirty people that I call here that, that find stuff and do stuff and you know the whole bit. What how seen. many how many miles are you from Dallas? Seven hundred probably. Okay. Did you drive? You drove. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we drove. Now, when we drive, do you take the family car? Or do you say you guys take that car? And I'm taking this one. No, we take uh, we take my yeah the family truck. So you got room if you need to yeah. take home something. Oh, of course, truck and trailer. You always take the empty trailer. Hello. Good. Come you on. Can you trailer with you too? Yeah, yeah, baby. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Well, yeah. I, you don't, I, when you find something, the time to buy is now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, but I pre-arranged. I, I pre-arranged a few purchases, so I had to bring the trailer anyway. Right. right on. Naturally, right. naturally. Yeah, Andrew, I finally, I finally mounted the vice. Did you see that? I saw it. You did good. It is mounted good. and secured. You like it? It is ready to go. Yeah, it's fantastic. I already used it many times, and it actually holds things in the place that I want them to. I like that. Better than the yes. pink bike you put on your metal planer. Exactly. But now now I got to put the soft jaws on the vice. Oh, God bless. So the second, Jimmy, you didn't even know, the second I put those rubber soft jaws on the vice and posted it on Instagram, my phone rings. <laughs> my I phone rings and I see, it's, I see it's Andrew and I'm like, I immediately know what this conversation's about. <laughs> I know exactly, and then he's like, I pick it up, and he's like scolding me, like, how dare you? How dare you? But I got to come up with something soft jazz related. Okay, put up, unfortunately, put up aluminum, condom full of dog poop or something. That's soft jaw for me. I'm probably one of the few people that would almost never use anything but soft jaws because I always need to maintain like the integrity of whatever I'm working on and not damage it further. You know what you could, you know what would be a good soft jaws? And uh, I saw it this morning in the shop. My buddy came by the other day with mats from Tractor Supply, like mats you would stand on. The ones that right. they had chained to a pallet outside of the Tractor yes. Supply. Yes. He brought, <laughs> Andrew's rolling his head. So he brought that over and he's like, I need it to be this to fit in this area of my barn. So we cut it with a circular saw. We ended yeah. up cutting off like it's like six feet by one foot piece. We ended right. up cutting like five of them. So I have them. It looks like a, it's like a steel belted tire, but 
Yes. With you know no tire, and so if I saw them this morning, I thought, oh, those would make good jaws because you could like CA glue them to each side of the jaw, and have yes. them. And when you needed them, just. <laughs> Andrew's rolling his eyes. I, I think the two of y'all, listen, a quarter I think inch thick or a half inch thick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so many options. You might as well just glue rocks like from the yard onto the jaws that are there. Just use That's your actually, we, wanna, we don't want that. I'm, putting, I'm the, actually making sod, sod jaws. Oh, yeah. yeah we're not rock great. people. That's great. Yeah, listen, grass, grass jaws. I think for reason, compressed rubber. Yeah, I think uh, actually this is all about some weird fetish that Eric has about squeezing his dick in the jaws of his life. <laughs> the rubber so, would be nice. Yes, yeah, so he's like, oh, this feels so great, and it's supposed to hurt, but it doesn't. It's like a, it's like a, it's a mirage. That's literally a what mirage. I do all day. A actually, okay. The only problem with the rubber jaws is that if I am holding something. And I want it, and I want to braise it, and I want to put heat into it, but I don't want to scratch it with like serrated hard and steel jaws. I need a yep. solution. Rubber jaws, you might as well just clamp whatever you're working on in between your armpit and, and your chest. <laughs> Andrew, I don't think you fully understand how unvice like my previous vice was. It literally did not hold anything in any position, no matter what. So it's just yeah, nice to have something that holds it in a fixed position. Such a simple task. Yeah. So I'll come up with something, you know, aluminum would melt pretty easy, copper would. Like, I don't know what's soft yet, very heat resistant. Or like silicone. Uh-oh. Like, I don't even know. No, you don't want to be heating things in a vice that close to the jaws, that hot. Yeah, but I do because I don't care about the hardness of the jaws. Oh. Uh... <laughs> It doesn't matter. Oh. It doesn't fucking matter. Oh. He has that's, no why, that's why I asked him how to how do you remove the hardened jaws on the vice? And he said they're pinned in, so I gotta I gotta find them now. I hope you they never get them. I hope you break the jaw tower off of it. Also, can I ask what do you even know about a Holland's vice? Because it seems like there's not much out there about it in terms no. of a design or quality or cost. Like I, I, there's almost nothing. Yeah, I don't. There's not a lot of literature about them out there. Yeah, is it Holland or Hol- Holland's? It's plural. Yeah, Holland's. And they seem to, it seems like they changed the way they named vices at a certain point of, in time. And they had a few styles, uh, not just swivel or fixed, but like deep jaw or combination oh, yeah. and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Right? Rubber jaw. Yeah, they had the rubber jaw. I always have a lot of leather laying around the shop scraps between me and Taylor. So yeah. I often grab something in the jaw wrapped in leather. And occasionally yeah. I will spray glue. Andrew, get ready for this. I spray glue leather and I clamp it in the jaws so when I open it up, the two pieces are stuck on either side for the temporary application that I need. There you go. What's wrong with that? It's leather. It's smelly. It don't matter. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. It's just a quickie. quickie. I just want like some sort of quick magnetic jaw solution. That's a good idea. That's what I I need. 
Although I did have a lot of fun with the with the log, I got to use the pattern maker's vice aggressively in like an insane amount of positions and angles. It actually was super useful for that. Oh, dude, I was in an antique shop the other day, and they have a pattern maker's vice attached to the table, and they yeah. want four thousand bucks for the table with the vice. It's really more just to like put food on. It's they're not selling it to like. This. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? It's, yes, the pattern maker's vice is very sexy. It has the same vice as you have on it, but they're selling the whole thing as one thing. Ugh. I want to find an original. Like my pattern makers is just a modern, like a Lee Valley reproduction. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I would love like an Emmer, sexy turtleback, whatever. Fully yeah. not, because they're always missing parts. Uh, you one like, day, but. You like the turtleback better than the K1? Uh, I, I, at this point, I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. The K one's cool because it's more exposed stuff, so yeah, you like might as well. But I, I basically have that in a replica form. That's the only reason. Yeah, uh, I'd go otherwise. But yes, pattern maker vices are super cool, especially the massive ones. Was it attached, is, or is yours attached to a cardboard table? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's attached to the super flammable workbench. And it's just yeah. barely attached. So huh. I'm happy it held together. I was worried it would just crash to the ground. Yeah. Uh, but it seems fine. It's held on with maybe like three bolts, very tiny, tiny, tiny bolts. So I didn't well, install it properly. That's great. Because I'm an idiot. Because I'm dumb. Well, hey, sometimes you get in a hurry. And you got to use Yeah. Well... Oh. I have now a stand I bought from this gentleman on Facebook Marketplace. I bought now a stand. It's about 350 pounds. It's a cast iron base that was, he said it was for a table saw. It's got a brand name on it, nothing I recognize. And I'm going to cut a plate that goes between my, the big reed that I modified or fixed up last year. Yeah. So I'm going to make a plate. Now, let me ask you your, your feeling. I noticed uh, this gentleman had an incredible collection and he had like a perfect match plate between the bases that he used versus devices he installed on them. He has somebody cutting plates. I'm going to cut a plate. Andrew, are you sitting down? Yeah. I'm going to cut a plate that matches the bolt holes on the pattern of the, the stand and obviously the pattern on the, the vice swivel base. But I'm going to have it extend out to either have a tray, like a work tray next to it, and a couple of hammer holes. I really like having hammer holes on my vice stands. Remember the vice stand you guys told me was, uh, was, was less than adequate a few months ago? I love that vice stand that I made. It's made out of super heavy base and it has yeah. the hammering around it. I'm telling you, I yank on that. I pull on it. I, I used it in the car video that I just published where I, I used it kind of as a, like a bending brake and the right. thing did not budge. It was, it was so incredible that it's it did. It's doing exactly what you want. It's, yeah. It was so, so romantic how you said that. It, it made me want to build the exact same stand. Well, that was the one I made out of like two, like two, one and a half by three inch solid how steel. Do you, how do you deal with swivel base vices? Like I, I can't handle it. The, well, the thing I'm going to mount it on this thing and I could just pin it, but what? The thing is that the swivel vice that you had, Eric, was a piece of shit and never probably locked. Yeah. A real, a real swivel lock on a good vice is amazing. Yeah. Yes. If it actually, if it actually indexes into a radial set of holes and pins in, then I, you know, I am okay with that. Uh, most of them do that, yes. I just cannot not, deal not with any vice that doesn't do that with a swivel. I just want to burn them. Burn them all? Yeah. 
It'd be fine. Perfectly acceptable. Yeah. And then I did smash it with a with a sledgehammer. At some point in my life I'm gonna I'm gonna heat up a Wilton baby bullet vice in the forge to where it's just glowing orange and put it under a huge power hammer and just whack the shit out of it just to piss And just flatten off. it? Yeah. That would be like killing a baby seal, you know that right? <laughs> Oh people would die. They would die. Like, that is like that is a thrill kill. That is just a thrill kill. That's all it is. <laughs> it's like those people that buy like iPhones when they come out and then just smash them in front of people in line waiting to get one. Oh. Tom Motley sent me a water jet thing where a guy cuts. I think he cuts a Wilton Vice in half on the water jet. That was like a new video. Did you see that? I think uh, J- Jason. Yeah. No, no, I don't think it's Jason. Somebody else cuts a Vice right in half. It's the water jet guy. I'd like the to water see that. jet guy. Oh, like the water jet channel? Yeah. Which is rapidly on, is probably uh, running out of ideas. Yeah. How could you run out of ideas? Fantasy. Can can like oh, no. wait Wait a minute, wait a minute. It is it is Jason. Yeah, totally. tools. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize that. I because I, I just was watching it while I was You're driving. Failure. Failure. Can okay, does this exist? Like, can Wazer make a water jet? That isn't tiny, but isn't massive. Who? Like, I don't it, know because you you need a pump. Like when you see the Wazer that I have, I could send you pictures of it. It yeah. has like the same amount of equipment volumetrically that's under the table. So you oh yeah, you yeah. have the the media, yeah. the um, water. Yeah, um, I know. But can I just have like a like a four by eight water jet? Does that exist? You well, you can. Yeah, you can buy one from oh, Flow. Yeah. It's like, Two hundred table that big, yeah. Two hundred dollars for a four by eight. Yeah. What the about one I like... was four by four, and with my celebrity discount, it was still one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh my god! Then like what? So Jason's is like a nine million by nine million. His is like a twelve by thirteen, or like a fifteen Jesus. by twelve. His, his yeah. machine probably costs half a million bucks. I thought I, it was like a hundred or two hundred for the big one. My God! So yeah, can I get can I get just like a two? Can I get like a two by four? Omax sells one, and I was about to do a deal with them, but they were insisting that I get insurance on the product. And I said to the guy, "I'm like, the fact that you're insisting that I get insurance just basically tells me that somebody it's in the marketing team is like, who is this guy? Why are we sending yeah. him a jet?" And I was just like, you know what? If somebody lacks confidence in me, I said, "I'm not going to take out an insurance policy on your tool because honestly." I get these tools and get paid to use them. The fact that yeah. you're asking me to borrow it for six months and asking me to take insurance out on it, I don't want yeah. that responsibility. Right. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, but I'm not going to do it. So yeah, I just lean back on my my little uh... – anyway, the long story short is that they do sell a machine for, you know, in the $20,000 range that is has a small table. You know, it's like 18 yeah. by See that? And what's the max max cutting thickness? Like one sixty fourth. No, well, like the <laughs> the razor cut, it's too thin of a material. Like if I could cut up to one inch on like a small, like maybe two by two table, that's all I would ever the problem need. Is if you're gonna cut one inch, you, you know you're gonna have to shave by the time you're done. You know you'll set the cut up. By the time you're done, you could shave your legs again because it takes that long. Yeah, but I'm oh, talking wow. like give me all, give me all the power of the four by eight model but just 
Give me the bed smaller, and what is the cost? The problem is the cut will cut through the bed table and everything. It's going to cut through the floor of your house. <laughs> well, just design it. it. Make it. Make that's, it that's why Jason's table, you know, that's why that's like a six-foot, no, rather it's like a three-foot deep water thing because yes, the water but, needs to slow down as it cuts through the metal. Yes, but also I don't need, like his can cut through like six or 12 inches of steel. Like it's ridiculous, right? Like I would want maybe a few inches, like nowhere close to that. So maybe there's, I just want, there's got to be a machine in that, in that price point slash requirement zone, like maximum an inch or two. We'll cut, we'll cut like an inch, but it just, you know, cuts it like, you know, a third of an inch per minute. No, no. I need like an inch of solid steel. It's going to cut through. It could in nanoseconds. <laughs> in like, like two months. Yeah. Well, technology is getting better and better. That's what I mean. I'm excited because I would a hundred percent be interested in one, even just to cut gears out of thick steel. And then you final machine them up would be unreal. Mm-hmm. It'd be in a few so years, it'll be so popular that machinists will be giving their their kids those machines for their birthdays. That's what I. That's what I mean. I just. I. You got to get. It's going to happen. Yeah. I. I need to get in that size because I would love to cut stuff for tool making purposes. Do uh, either of you? Are either of you buying your your youngsters? Making equipment like, for instance, like glow forges or anything. I, I assume you're not yet because we would know about it. But have you guys considered getting your kids a laser cutter or a 3D printer? Uh, my my kid is like one. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, your kids are a little bit more in line. Yeah, my, my uh, eight-year-old would love to have a, a, a 3D printer. I should get him one. I just haven't yes. done that. Yes. Let's I just got a 3D printer, which actually he might find more fun. The we for like under 500 bucks with all the materials and a couple of different units you need is the Elagu. My my buddy Bob told me about it on my other podcast, and it's the Elagu resin printer. The oh. Elagu. That's what it's called, the Elagu resin printer, and it's the, a, market, the marketing team was like, "We're going with this." Yeah, yeah, Elagu. Anyway, I'll send you pictures of it later, but. We posted stories on it. They make this little chess piece. It's kind of the test piece. It's unbelievable the detail that's in it. No clogged tip. You know, like a like a three D printer, like a typical right. one. that's like a, a hot glue gun on a gantry. Those yeah. always give you problems. At least the ones I have, they've always given me problems. But I mean, the I also is cool. I also have the convenience of having Aaron do all the troubleshooting for me because he has a little bit more of a of a head for it. If yeah. I was left alone with it, with no distractions, I could figure it out. But you know, Aaron, Aaron enjoys figuring it out. And so I let him do the hard work and then he teaches me like the basics. That's so, what I like. That's what yeah, I like. the resin's interesting. Does that resin like dry out or go bad or anything? You just leave it there? There's a, there's a water version. Uh, well, right now it's 10 degrees outside, so I think it'll be okay. But we do need to print in like a certain temperature so we can put it under the heating area where it's warmish. Right. It takes a couple hours to print a, you know, whatever the print is. And then you take it out, you wash it off. You got to wash it off in a bath. And then you put it in the, the UV hardening chamber. Right. And then you can bring it out into the sun. The sun will also UV harden it. It's, it's of interest to me for uh, casting purposes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, when you do a 3D printer, it looks like it's come out of, like, you know, it's made with all those layers. Those layers are almost imperceptible 
when you do the resin printer. Yeah, that's why it, it would be really cool to basically print it resin-wise in a nice high resolution yeah. and then have mm -hmm. that cast as many times as you want. And that be you, you could make those those brass wheels that you were going to make for the mortiser. You yeah. could really come up with a nice design that has like the Hansel Rescue logo in it or something. Yeah, I haven't shown them, but Clark Clark cast them in bronze, and they look amazing. Oh. Uh, but they're not here yet, so I have significant delays on that project. All the mail is all all the mail is taken. I just got an email that my guy didn't get the stuff I sent him. It's, it's I, kind of I've sent some stuff recently in. Like at the end of November, and it still hadn't made it. Yeah, it's yeah. taken a long time. If I ship within Canada, I'm okay. But if I have to cross the border for shipment, it's a nightmare. Yeah. It's not happening, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, they look really nice, and they're in bronze, which is so cool. Wow. Are they still just sanded finished? Did he finish them? Are you going to finish them? Uh, I'm going to finish them. He um, he spent some time boring out just a little test pilot hole in the center of each to make sure there weren't voids in the center. Yeah. For, um, but other than that, uh, yeah. he just kind of cut them out and are, so they're on my way. Like sprued and flashed up? Uh, no, the sprues like cut off and all that. But uh, I am going to have to cut a square hole into each center wheel. Oh, wow. It's, going well, that's a, tapered, it's a tapered square hole. Oh, nice. Very, very uh, interesting. No, I'll probably just file it, hand file it. Mm. If I if I had my little slaughter for the uh, the other end of my bridge board, that'd be sweet. If I had the slaughter head, that'd literally be perfect. You got to get one of those, man. It'd be so useful. I should get one just just for fun. What is the stroke though? It can't be very much. Eight inches, maybe. Eight inches. I'm just guessing. However, that's, I don't know. That's Maybe, not, I was thinking like two inches. I don't know. I've never seen that attachment work before. It goes that's like a, if you have a bridge port like I have or the, that Eric has with like a big attachment flange on the opposite side of the dovetail, that's what you're talking about with a – Yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of like a broaching type of thing or like a – It's a slaughter. Slaughter goes on there. Yes. I've only ever seen one in a picture. I've never seen one in person. Yeah, I'd love to have one. I still need a dividing head. Uh, I'll no, get we that saw at some one point. at that place in uh, Alabama or wherever we were at. Georgia. Atlanta. <laughs> wherever. Yes, we did see a very nice original, like basically that's, unused. That's the same one I have that I bought. I got for free. I bought. I, I wonder what happened. Yeah, I bought it. I got it for free. No, no, no. That's it. Came with my my bridge part that I got for free, and all the right. accessories. It was that same exact one, but the one we saw was in a wooden crate, like like with hay in it, because it was that old. Andrew, do you know what happened to that machine shop after we? Like, I'm sure. I know. I know you stopped. Like they didn't. They didn't take the offer. But I wonder what happened after that. I I tried to keep uh, you know doing a deal with them, but they just weren't coming. They didn't like my offer at all. They weren't coming off their prices. Right. It's probably a, a shoe outlet right now. They're probably bulldozed it all. Totally. Gave yeah, it all look, I, especially, with, especially with the Rona, like I wonder how far they got with the sale on that. It's a Forever right. 21. 
We were there in February, and so March kicked in. So Rona's been up since right after we left. I can't believe that was this year. Yeah, that was this year. We were there. That was no, this was year. Last year. Huh. No. no, it was February. That was this wow. February. Oh, God. So depressing. Yeah, we were all together in February. Then, you know, three weeks later, the world was put on pause. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Uh, I don't have time for this. So let's okay. reflect. Let's reflect. Did you guys have a great 2020? <laughs> yes, it was great. It was one of the best years. No, honestly speaking, look, 2020, you know, it's it sucks that, uh, you know, whatever happened with coronavirus, it really does suck. Obviously, the whole world has been fucked up and upside down. But I, when I look back, I must be thankful because uh, we, we did a relaunch on my website and it's doing really well. And one of the most fulfilling things for me of the last uh, eight, nine months was I've been able to kind of almost consistently put a video out each week. Because I haven't had to really travel. I mean, I did go to California, but that was just one thing. But I would have gone to like 15 different trips if Corona was, you know, wasn't a thing, if life was normal. Right. So my output yeah. and my product development and my tinkering level and my ability to play with like the pickup truck and, you know, have, have like tinkering time and, you know, buy a yeah. backhoe, that all has, you know, I, I attribute that to me not having to travel and not having to go anywhere. So I mean, for me, 2020 was for me, 2020 was good, primarily because I didn't have to travel, and it really makes me rethink like all these opportunities that I take. The minute someone calls me, "Would you like to?" and I go, "Yeah, I'll come." Go to, and I'm like, "Oh, I got to get on a plane." You know, like I don't let anybody finish. I'm always like, "Sure, I'll do yeah. that." Yeah, you know. Oh, and then I commit to so many things, and then suddenly it's a week later, and I'm like, "Oh God, I got to go to Atlanta, or I got to go here, or I got to go there." Oh, you know, and I do it, and it's. It just takes me out of my shop. So this year has made me reflect on staying closer to home more often. That's great. Will I do it? We'll see. We'll see. But you got buildings started. You got your, you know, your dream of having your buildings started. Yep. I got Eric, started. your business seems to be doing well. I'm just, I'm, I'm doing, uh, this is like yeah. the, uh, you know, like the third act of a uh, Christmas story. I'm trying to remind you guys that life is good. Yeah. Mine, mine was like the opposite experience, Jimmy, basically. Uh, well, in the sense that my productivity went down massively um, because I had to watch like children half the time. You still managed to have pin-sized fucking segments on your Instagram stories. <laughs> yes, because I'm stuck in my goddamn garage forever. <laughs> Alone talking to my phone and whoever wants to listen. Um, and then screwdrivers, the screwdrivers, come on. Yes. Well, the screwdrivers. It was a year ago. That was a fantasy when we were all hanging out in July and you made your own version in the blacksmith shop. I still have that one. Well, I was still working on it then. The screwdrivers have been significantly delayed, partially due to coronavirus. That did not help because I couldn't go into the machine shop as often and, and just hang around and product development and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so that kind of slowed down as well, but obviously that's still, that's still happening. And it's basically done now. I can say, by the way, uh, it's, it's you mean over. the production well, or what do you mean? Yeah, it's it, there. We have, we have finalized it. It's over. And there's what no more going to be made. There's there are no more changes to be made for the for the sale. But you're still going to make them. 
Yes, I mean, like, we're done all the prototyping, all the decision-making, all the, the development. development. It's, like, actually completely done. And it was unfortunate I didn't make it for the Christmas season because I, I was telling people all year, like, yeah, I'm going to do it. That's the goal. And it just didn't happen because the CNC uh, router exploded. Oh. Right. Uh, and I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do anything about that. Uh, anyways. They're good to go. Do I have? I don't even have any. No, I don't. Not really. Um, I. I've just the handles have been looking really good. The, like the, all the images yeah, that are popping up. But, but, uh, but these aren't. I'm going to get rid of the pins. Why? They look good. Uh, I know they look good and I want them. It just doesn't. It, it's not. It's not feasible. No? Um, you can't sand them. At the oh, same good. rate with the wood, they always leave a bump because the brass is harder than the wood. Uh, no matter how skilled uh, the operator seems to be uh, on that, so I got to drop that idea to make it more consistent. And it's not an issue, anyways. They weren't really providing any extra strength, honestly, because oh. when we route, when we route out the scales, we make them so like tight that it's literally an interference fit into the handle and i don't even need glue even though we're obviously using glue um they just they won't come out they're captured on all sides uh so it's not a big deal like structurally or functionally so Mm. people can add them if they want the slot in the steel underneath will still be there if they want to do it but Mm -hmm. uh, i'm I'm not going to do it Mm-hmm. Because I'd like to apply this handle to a multitude of other tools. If I can, so if I can sort this handle out, streamline the process, make it so it's not five hundred dollars in labor per screwdriver. Make a vacuum uh, hammer, please. Yes, the hammer. I want to do chisels. I got a bunch of things I got to do. We'll see. We'll see what I get to. Andrew, would you like to reflect on twenty twenty? Man, twenty twenty has been a, a great year for me. I, uh, like family, everybody's happy. Everybody's doing good, and you lots got of the five hundred pounder. Yeah, I got the five hundred pounder. Yeah, it's been super good. Almost too good. I didn't die. Yeah, that's the real. That's good. Yeah, everyone, everyone that did die. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. But everyone that didn't die, congrats. Well, Eric, what do you think of the vaccine? You're you're a scientist. Uh, which which one? The, the I don't know which one. The what? The coronavirus. Maybe you don't know about it in Canada. We've come up with the vaccine. Don't tell Who's... the other Canadians. Okay, but the the Pfizer one is German. I'm just kidding around. I don't know. I mean, what do you think of it? Like, as what do you, as a doctor, you're a doctor, right. aren't okay. you? Yes. Oh, wait, let's get yes. to shit. Are you a doctor like 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 Jill Biden? Are you a doctor? Who's Jill like Biden? Joe. Uh, is she a doctor? <laughs> what kind of doctor is she? Is she a medical or like a PhD? Who's Jill She's Biden? A PhD. Are you? Who's yes, I am a PhD doc. I'm not a medical doctor. But I don't know. I'm kidding around. It's a thing that's been going on in the news here. But if should are there people in your life that call you doctor? Whatever no. your last name is, Doctor Rescue? No. 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 
Like, I, I could force them. I could force them. Just, just be like, how dare you? How dare you contact me? Does it say like Dr. Rescue on your black card? Like, does yeah, it say that? Yeah. Dr. Handtool. <laughs> Dr. Oh, Handtool Rescue. Yeah, that's what it is. All right, yeah. so Dr. Hansel Rescue, tell me, what, like, what's your opinion of the uh, of the vaccine? I mean, like, have you done any research on it at all or any reading? Uh, yeah, but there's also, like, which which one? Do you just mean, like, in general? I don't fucking know. Like, the one that gets <laughs> fucking coronavirus gone, that one. I there's think like, I'm going to start calling there. you not doctor. I'm going to be saying Countess Eric. Countess? Yeah. Ooh, Baron- yeah. No, Baroness would be sweet. Yeah. Um, so there are, are literally over a hundred vaccine candidates. Really? So yes, uh, but only about a handful that are uh, in the phase three trials, and then another handful that are very close to being uh, either either approved or about to be approved. So there's like a lot of choice. Um, right. But uh, the Pfizer, I believe the Pfizer one is, and Moderna, and the, and the Moderna one are both a new type of vaccine style that we have not used before, which is incredibly cool Uh-oh. and very interesting to me personally. Uh, yes, it's uh, what's called an mRNA vaccine, uh, and. Uh, it has not been used. That technology has not been used, but it's a way to develop vaccines much faster than we ever have before. Uh, but they do. It's it's by brand new. I mean, in the last twenty years, there's about seventeen years of research on mRNA vaccines. Mm-hmm. So, from all accounts, that way, it should be fine. Uh, I'm just excited. I'm excited to get it. I need it in my body immediately. Is what I need. If you get the vaccine, it's going to basically be an, an, uh, a preventative measure. Well, no, it's it's so that all of the United States has autism. <laughs> he just left. He just left. <laughs> Did he leave? He just, he just left. He, his connection. He froze for like twenty seconds. His connection dropped. I, I think he got bored. Look at this fucking tap. What is that like? Whoa, the, what is it curved? It's curved. That so it's part, that's the, that's the handle. It's built. It, you just make the tap the fucking handle. It's called the G spot tap. Wow. Yeah, basically. Talk about it's, the book in the. Oh, it's oh, a by G-spot the way, tap. we just restarted the podcast because we had like a major breakdown with the internet access. But so on Jimmy's computer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Eric, what is the name of the book you're holding? So, Debbie does someone Dallas. very, very kindly sent me a Audell's Machinist and Toolmaker's Handy Book by Frank D. Graham. That's what it is. I can find out the... What year do you think it is? is like 50s, 60s? Um, 1961-ish. 40, 41 to 59. Whoa. Oh, man, damn it. Anyways, uh, it's a very thick book with thousands of pages. Uh, specifically, there's great illustrations in it. That's what, You know, there's beautiful drawings in there. I, I keep promising Adam C. I'm going to print one of his drawings because those always remind me of Adam C.'s drawings. 
Yes. You know what so I really want to know, and we, we've talked about it a little bit. These are the cutters. Those are the cutters, right? Yeah. yeah. Andrew? Yeah. Yeah, that's them. Yeah. Stellite cutters is a non-ferrous alloy of varying percentage of chromium, cobalt, and okay, whatever. Anyways. Um, yes. What I don't know if we talked about it on this podcast a little bit, but I was talking to Adam about it slightly. Um what is with the style of drawings for patent uh, applications from like a certain year back? I they were drawn they, with pen and ink. Yes, they but why are they? They, they all just seem like a, a similar style. I think it was well. That you was know how they did it. The U.S. government is so uh, obsessive compulsive. Like when you. When they had to hang somebody, they had like a certain number of loops, like in the executioners. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like they're so obsessive compulsive about doing things in a regulated manner. Right. I think it was the same thing. It is the same thing with patent drawings. They all have to fit a certain regulation and a certain style. Who are these people and why have they been lost to time? Who were the patent drawers? They're dead. Yeah, I know. But where, where can I read... Where can I read about them? Where can I find out? Like, this was someone's career. They took a tool and I they my drew patent, it. My patent agent, my patent agent. Yeah, I'd love, agent. I'd absolutely love oh, to know because she really, didn't seem to be really a lot. deep in. She really, you know, she's deep in that business and she she knows a lot about it. I could ask her. She's deep yeah. in, all right. Just <laughs> Yes, please let me know because I find that stuff incredibly interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because they're gorgeous. Have y'all ever been interested in getting a spring winder? Uh, I have seen. Well, like what kind? Like a, a like machine? a hand crank, like an antique spring winder. There's for, some cool uh, ones. A ribbon spring, like a flat ribbon spring, like on a return for quail or something. Yeah, well, you can make any style you want. Because it's a spring like a winder. Yeah. You mean it makes a spring out of like steel spring wire? Yes. Oh yeah, you could do that on a lathe. Yeah, but you, you could, could also do it with the uh, hand crank ones Dedic- that they used to make back with in the, the day. sexy, dedicated machinery. I never saw one. You know, if anybody wants to look up the patent, I think my name is on it. Years ago, I came up with this idea of taking telephone wire and cranking it through a spring maker, and it comes out the other end as a spring, and we were selling it as a bead maker. So you take telephone wire, and you crank it through this device I came up with, and it uh, comes out the other end as a perfect coil, ah. like a tight little coil. It looks like beads. And I came up with it with a toy company. I invented it, but I was working for them, so they patented it. But I think my name might be on it. Was it anal beads? Anal beads, yeah. They're all different sizes. It was toys for kids. Yeah. Adult It was a crafting thing. uh, Adult It was a crafting thing for making jewelry. Interesting. But I I was experimenting with, and this was like before the internet. This was like in the 90s. I was experimenting with all different ways of creating springs. And I realized if you take like a nut and bolt, for instance, right? right. Take like a, like a 13, like a half 13 bolt and drill a hole in it that kind of intersects one of the, the, the lands and the groove of the bolt. Yes. And you shove a wire in it, it's going to follow the path of the yes. and come out the other side as a perfect coil. And that's how they actually make springs. But I discovered that on my own in my workshop. Ah. And what I ended up doing is using the casing on the telephone wire. I put something inside of the 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 open nut, and it grabbed it. So it kind of grabbed the casing. So it forced it to come through as you were like a pencil sharpener. Right. So you stick the wire in the little hole, 
and then you crank it and the, 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 the teeth on this little pencil sharpener grab the casing of the wire and force it to come and push out the other side. Now we know where on. you made your first million. Oh, God, yeah. I wish I made a million on that. No, it was just a stupid little product lineup. Interesting. Very interesting. So. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready for, like, an entire 2021 hot on the horizon? Like, what are your plans? Yes. I'm going to buy every power hammer I can find in 2021. <laughs> that's that's oh, always, though. Regardless you know of price. Is- one million dollar fine 25 pound little giant how come there aren't somebody asked me this maybe this is us talking about i can't remember how come there's no new power hammer companies there are there are air hammers though yeah they just well i mean i know there's there's coal iron and there's uh you know there's like these guys that make these tire hammers but and yang and yang makes like this self-contains why isn't anybody making a mechanical like like an interesting looking mechanical like based on Little Giant or something. I think the mechanical version is to be too expensive to, to produce in today's world. Is it? it should be very expensive. Is that what it is? Yeah. But uh, the other thing is probably for insurance purposes, I, you know, I can't understand how in a commercial environment where OSHA was regulating what happened in a shop that a mechanical hammer would ever be acceptable. Oh, insured. Yeah. yeah. All right. You'd have to put it in like a box and hide all its sexiness. Yeah, it'd be crazy. I have a question. Did y'all see the um, the concrete pad that I poured the other day? My special pad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I got a lot of crap about that. People were like so oh, butthurt. Yeah, Forty-five deep. Forty-five. <clears throat> no, I was just throwing rebar. It was eight feet deep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that rebar thing you did was was just like it was just like matte fiberglass in a smaller application. Like, what? Why? What was wrong? Yeah, with that? Okay. yeah. That, <clears throat> that was five thousand psi fiber reinforced concrete, so it didn't even yes. need rebar. First of all, right. right. Second right. of all, that was all the scraps from the buildings. Right. So I was just throwing them in there and, to make that better. Yeah, why not? And what is your surface area right there? What do you mean by that? How many? What by what? Oh, I just, it's, it turned out eight feet by 10 feet. Nice. They're going to dig that so up much. in 40 years from now when they're going to try and figure out what's in it. And <laughs> what like, is happening? There's, a, yeah. there's the three version, bodies. Guaranteed yeah, you buried people in there. And the version of Geraldo Rivera in the, you know, in the year 2090 is going to x-ray yeah. it and try and do an episode on the YouTube channel. It's actually still Geraldo. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing you said. And then see what's in it. Because it's going to be, people are going to be like, what? Like, what was this guy? I don't know. Yeah. He's just messed collected up. Collected rusty stuff. Why would he need this? There must be something in it. And I'm going to actually pour another layer just as thick on top of it after I die with me inside it. <laughs> and and the 500-pound little giant cast right, with you. Yeah, totally. Solid, solid concrete. Jesus. Yeah, that's a crazy deep. That's the biggest block of concrete I've seen in a while. I think the guy said it weighed 46,000 pounds. <laughs> Did you put a lift Jesus. loop on it? Yeah. Oh, Did you put a lifting loop on it just in case you needed to move it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's one. It's called a jackhammer. Damn. Oh, God. Ridiculous. That's funny. So I, I found that something interesting. We got we to gotta wrap it up eventually. I'm supposed to do another podcast, but I found out something interesting today. 
Yes. One of, uh, one of my dad's cousins, who's, who's very wealthy, and he loves playing with stuff, and he's impulsive, and he's a little bit like you, Andrew, reminds me of you. My dad said, uh, my cousin Pappy is his name, he's, he got, he's gotten into blacksmithing. And okay. he's 70, 73 years old. He's like, oh, yeah, Pappy got into blacksmithing, so I told him he should call you. Maybe you can give him some guidance. He just bought a blacksmith shop. I'm like, the building? He goes, no, the entire contents of it. Oh, oh nice. So I'm hopefully I'll be able to start wheeling and dealing with Pappy a little bit because I know, I think I know him. I mean, like I don't see him very often, but I think I know him. He's the kind of guy that'll be like, like all of us, just like get into something and keep buying and buying and buying. Yeah, he used to own a concrete company, so he's owned all types of crazy equipment and property all around New York City. So I love it. He also has the sickness. Yeah, so he wants to learn. You know, he's like rediscovering the artist in himself, so he wants to get involved in. Doing some blacksmithing, so it's going to be interesting to figure out going into twenty twenty one. Very nice. What's that it's about? Right. We need to all do a visit twenty twenty one at some point, just regardless of what's oh, going on. We got yes, it, it has to happen. Yes, yes. I'm I'm hoping by the summer I can just. Can you swim across, down. Eric? Can you swim across the border? Uh, I could try. Okay. There's a guy that did that in uh, Windsor, Ontario. He swam, he swam across the river because he right. was drunk and landed up in Detroit. And uh, <laughs> the, police, the police picked him up, like massive fine, and like immediately deported Straight back to jail. across the river. Like, dude, you can't do that. I think that's the only place you can really swim across the border between Canada and the U.S. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's do a quick cut on the horizon, and then I got to go. I got to do a podcast in 10 minutes. Yeah, okay. let's do it. Go. Say hi, Archie. Hey, Archie. What's up, buddy? Oh, it's a child. It's a child. Hey, buddy. So, it's by the real... way, I, I sent you – I went to this metals place here in, in uh, East Durham, and I went in there, and they have an incredible collection of old stuff. They have a double-disc sander, which I sent you guys a picture of, which right. is 37 inches. It is an Oliver. It is the next size up. From the one I have, so I have the a 36 from Andrew, Ooh. and this is 37 inches. What is That's there a 42? I, I would have, I don't know. I'm when did, where does it end? I don't know. Um, yeah, no, really, is that true? I don't, I don't know. I, I would say 37 seems like a good place to stop, but I'm sure, like, there are 56 inch bandsaws, so I'm just going by that based on Oliver. Yeah, this thing is, it, it's like the size of a Volkswagen Bug. And oh. I think I'm going to be able to get it. Yes, you, you must. You need, you, yeah. you have to sand. Yeah. But what's cool is I sent that picture to you guys. And uh, just like you said earlier in the podcast, you go, then I then the phone immediately rings and it's Andrew. And he's like, yeah. oh, you got to get that Hosfeld bender. That's in that picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was there. I saw yeah. it. I said, I want, I want the sander, the bender. And uh, he's got a couple of anvils. I said, I, give me a price for all this shit. And yeah. a 12-foot brake, a 12-foot brake that mm. could possibly pay. I go, is this a 16-gauge bendable brake? He goes, goes, I don't know, probably. He goes, you know, we only buy the heavy-duty shit. But he says they never use the brake anymore because they have all other, like, Cincinnati, like, press brakes and stuff. And uh, I was like, all right. I go, I want all of it. He's like, okay. Jimmy's cool. going to get it all free. Yeah. I'll talk to my dad. But these guys are manufacturers, so they're, they're quoting some of Taylor's work and some of my stuff. Those, those uh, stools that I just made, those leather 
bound like top folding stools, they're going to quote those for me. I might make like a run of 25, see if I could sell mm. them. That'd be nice. You need, you need a CNC break. They'll do all the dirty work for that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, those Cincinnati CNC breaks, I worked with one. I watched like we did like the sheet metal stuff when I made the pizza oven a couple of years ago. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of steps to remember, but you know. It's cool. It's, crazy. it's very moist. It is. All right. Who's next? Because I got to wrap it up. That's it. We're good. Everybody's good. That's it. My only goal next year is to finish that power hammer. You oh, do you have any updates? Did you were you able to uh, access the uh, the parts? Or no, the parts there's there's no updates. I'm waiting on uh, him to decide what he would like to do with whether it's repair or not. Right. So just waiting. Be nice if he give you all the parts. Uh, yes, it would, it would, uh, obviously help. Uh, but if it doesn't happen, then that's fine. I have, I have ways to make if I did. Need I, to. I honestly, I'm a hundred percent honestly don't remember. Did I send you the arms when I sent you that stuff? You did send me the arms. Yes. Oh, I did. Oh, good. Cause I, cause I didn't yes. see them later and I forgot. You think they're going to be useful at all? If you have to start from scratch, the wrong size. No. Yeah. They're smaller you for some gonna reason. send them back? No, I don't want them. Well, they were just laser cut blanks, like they're not folded oh. or shaped or oh, machined. Oh, I got you. Sure. Yeah, but I do appreciate it regardless. But that's it. Uh, that's my number one goal. It's been too right. many years. So I'm gonna be. I got to do the handmade podcast next after you guys. Ooh, handmade. You say? I'll say. I'll tell Chris, Derek, and Paul. Y'all say hello. Yeah, and ask them like, what do you do if you don't have hands? And then ask him what it what it feels like to. <laughs> <laughs> That's an edit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, okay, you guys. it's been another good year. I can't believe we've done we've done this now. This yeah, is two years. Two years. It's been two years. I was like, yeah. has this been one year or two? Shit. No, it's good. How do uh, we have thirty start- episodes in two years? Then math is not adding up. It's just we the just way it is. We do whatever the fuck we want. We don't have the yeah. Oh, yes. I like that. I like that. It's yes. good. Yes. Do you okay. guys want to plan? Like a couple of years ago, me and the guys from Making It, we did the Making It 100, and it was an incredible, a real incredible time. Like we, let's just pick a random number, like like episode 43, because by then it'll probably be COVID. It'll be long gone. Okay. Like, we should just plan an event where it's just us and like, you know, all like the rusty heads that like doing all this stupid shit. We should get together and like celebrate the Fitzall podcast with a group of guys. Maybe we'll have like Roy and Chris, and maybe we'll have uh, you know the guys from some of the Knife episodes from the Knife podcast. Yeah, Jim and we Fetter. still we still have uh, this old Tony coming next year. Oh yeah. So the point I'm making is like let's let's pick like an episode as like uh, to do like a hangout where like all of us get together and we all do an episode from one yeah. location. Yeah, let's no, do it. No That'd be amazing. Yeah. All right. So that's something to look forward to in 2021. All right. All right. Sweet. All right, boys. Thank you. Love you long time. Enjoy your Christmas and everything.